to register within like the municipality saying, oh, we're going to have a demonstration at X, X from X time to Y time, so on and so forth. They were out in the street marching around and marching towards the, the statue much before that. Oh, so they were like Juve. Yeah, so like, people, <laughs> that's how Juve's gonna be this year. That's another cover. We gonna we'll touch that because that's what that's what's supposed to start at six. They moving forward. Good luck with that. I don't know. Um like Ronda Blake Charlotte's Welcome to the Parlor listeners. This is Two in a Bottle. I'm Brandon Harrison, chilling with my co-captain, co-pilot, and co-fighter. Racial, I mean, I don't say racial resistance. I want to say race war. Twenty seventeen hashtag race war twenty seventeen coming soon. Hashtag the blacks. Hashtag white nationalism. Hashtag uh, I don't know. You ever see some of these public figures? They use hashtags way too much. If you peruse Twitter a little bit, I should peruse Twitter more. But uh, if I had to guess, who are some of these public figures that you've seen doing this? I don't find one, but Marco Rubio does it pretty frequently. Like he'll hashtag anything, like. Charlottesville uh, attack. <laughs> One he, the thing. Uh, he, he had like a, a strong sort of uh, response, didn't he, or something? Nah, it's all like mild vagaries. Yeah, because the fact that he you said that he's a hashtagger just makes you feel like, oh, he's full of shit. He would do that. <laughs> yeah. I, because I, I, I think they don't really have the full concept of what the hashtag is supposed to be. You're supposed to make a hashtag so other people would use the same hashtag. Right. So, or you, you do it, you know, Ultra ironically, right? right? You can't do the middle or just do, you know, you're trying to think of a current event. So you make a hashtag and then no one else uses it. Then you just look. So what, what's the, what are you, what are yeah, you doing? Like, what's the point? <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, man. But we don't want to jump too much into to current social events because there's current uh, cultural balling. Ballin'. Hashtag balling event. <laughs> Actually occurring, still occurring. And it's a the entire three, month. Three week, almost a month experience. Um, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. I feel like I just muffled on the mic. Yeah. The greatest comedian, greatest living comedian. Working comedian? L- or living? Living. Greatest living comedian. There are a, com- a lot of comedians living. Yeah. And I and I made I made my statement. Who do we have that's living? Eddie Murphy. Eddie is Eddie Murphy a comedian anymore? Come on now. I mean, I'm just saying he's alive. He's still Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy hasn't done. Uh, who we have? Jerry Seinfeld. Okay, the God Jerry. John Seinfeld. Stewart. John Stewart a comedian. Um, is what's his name? Who who's the guy that everybody always talks about? Was it Dan Carlin? Is he dead? George Carlin. George Carlin. I don't know about George Carlin. Nah, I never he's, was de- a fan. he's dead, but he was fire. Yeah, he did. Um, Kevin Hart, <laughs> Chris Rock, Chris Rock, definitely right. right. Plenty of great comedians, but culturally, across racial lines, across cultural lines, across age lines, important and almost sort of a. You know the whole "Where is Ja?" joke that he has, but it's all—it's very common. People are like, "Oh, what is what does Dave think?" Where is Dave? Yeah, where where is Dave, and what does he think? Yeah, I mean, still my favorite. I was just I was just pushing you on that to see if you really thought he was the greatest uh, living or greatest live. But um, nah, man, it, I don't even know what all it is. I think it's just the full package of of Dave Chappelle and his being and his story. And what he's taking part in that makes him so culturally important. You know, we didn't really explain what's happening. No, so, we were just talking about Dave Chappelle. Then, then you'd be like, oh, no. Nah. Then we went to his show at Radio City Music Hall. Well, first and foremost, Dave is doing a residency there. Yes. The radio's non-New York people. <laughs> people in... Um, Charlottesville, Virginia. No, no, no. <laughs> not there. Not there. Not there. People... In you know the real America, not like us liberal coastal yeah. elites. Coastal elites. I heard some other. I heard a lot of. I heard. I heard filth. I heard a lot of things <laughs> from. Uh, <laughs> I was saying that as I was <laughs> sipping this bullet bourbon. It's been a long day. <laughs> it's, it's been a long day indeed. Um, but us people out here, we've had the privilege of having Dave Chappelle, 
Um, you know, I guess he's been back for a minute. He had his Netflix special, but he specials too. Specials that were a little dated. Yeah. So he is back doing a, a three and a half week residency, almost a whole month. Practically the entire month, yeah. At Radio City Music Hall here in the great city of New York, 59th Street, something like that. Yeah, wherever the hell Radio City is. It's yeah. Or 49, 59? It's 50, 49, 48. Right, right, it's 48. Right in Midtown, Manhattan. Midtown, yeah. So we, two in a bottle, Brandon and DJ, we attended Mr. Chappelle's concert event. I guess concert, you only call stand-up specials concerts. I was having a hard time. Show? Uh, yeah, but the, but the issue was when I would tell people, I'm like, I'm going to Chappelle's show. <laughs> like, they're like, what? Uh, yeah, then I called his concert, but that was odd as well. So I guess it was his show, though. Yeah, his his uh, showcase. Showcase. Uh, Stand this, up. This past Saturday. Um, so it was, it was an awesome experience, an interesting experience, but definitely made me feel like part of the zeitgeist. Part of the culture, man. It's, it's, it's important to participate i i knew that i wanted to make the pilgrimage um shout out to you for getting me off of my uh procrastination tidbit and hey just man, pushing no you're busy doing doing things and whatnot trying 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 but you know you make time for the things you want to make time for so Indeed. um you were the one that pretty much got me on it um i felt like i was gonna go i probably would have wound up going but this was actually a good show um as we were just talking about his his utter importance to most people, especially um, those within our age range, right, um, and probably a little bit older, maybe like five to eight years older, like our contingent, um, but, or, but probably a lot of just most a people of all of, ages. A lot of people, people yeah. in their forties, yeah. yeah, all the all demographics as well. But um, he operates as a center of uh, predominantly urban and hip hop culture, I would say. Because of all of these shows, you didn't mention that every night there's a different special guest. Right. With the exception of a couple of recurring uh, guests um, that split maybe 40% of the show and then Dave has the other like 60% or so. Right. Um, and on our, our night, we had some of the stars from the latest iterations of SNL. Right. Which was dope. So you had Pete Davidson. Um, Colin Jost. I forgot Pete was there. Yeah, he slipped in at Pete, Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah, Pete Davidson, Colin Jost, uh, Michael Che, and Leslie Jones, and they were all very entertaining, very funny. It was very lit. Um, on but on other nights they've had Chris Rock um, for oh. significantly more money on the aftermarket. <laughs> um, uh, upcoming artists are like Solange, boom. Uh, um, Chance the Rapper, boom boom, The Roots. I think they're the beginning, boom pow. Erica Badu. Baduism. Uh what's what's the home? Childish Gambino. Childish Gambino. Uh, uh Trevor Noah. Trevor Noah. Kevin Hart showed up. Kevin Hart rolled through. Amy Schumer, Neil Amy Brennan. Schumer and Neil Brennan. A lot of people. Coming up. Ali Wong. Uh John Mayer. John Mayer. Damn, I thought John Mayer picked up one? The last one. Oh wow, really? Yeah. Today isn't today the fifteenth. Today is the very special. Today day. is supposed to be the. Oh, we punted. We were talking now, about this. Now I'm trying to look it up because um, you know one of my coworkers is a big comedy guy, so we talked about it briefly. Yeah. And I'm trying to see the tickets, but I don't think they'll be visible because I guess it's happening right now. It might just still say special guest. Yeah, but wherever he said, he said uh, Kendrick. I remember when we were just riffing on it. I said either it's gonna it will probably be either Kanye, somebody like a Kanye. John Stewart, Kendrick Lamar. Um, they've already had Chris Rock, so I, I can't see too many people bigger than that that are within, you know, kind of this 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 scope that he would bring on. And and this was the one show he's done a lot. He's done a number of interviews beforehand, and he was uh, foreshadowing, saying, "Oh, we got a special guest on the fifteenth. Don't tell anybody. I mean, well, I'm not I'm not going to let anybody know." And I, I can I take Dave at his word, so. He wouldn't gas it up and then bring out, I don't know, Lil Duval or something. <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll respect Lil Duval, but like you know, he's he's not at that level. I mean, he's definitely a, a good punching bag right now. But I I understand. I don't I don't think Dave. It's probably been in the works for a minute now. It's, it had to be just because there's no way he would just put that out there. Because if you think about it, for the ticket price that you're gonna get for both of them, it's great. Unless you're going to like I don't know some kind of big 
that's the world. Yeah, about. exactly, man. I mean, I wish, you know, we were lucky enough to either be quick on the trigger and get one of these Chris Rock tickets or this this 15th one. Oh, maybe another one is a potentially like Jay-Z. But like, right. But it really can't be that many you know more what, people. You know what I was thinking? Who? Obama. <laughs> like going up there just talking shit. Like, what's going on out there? Nah, that would be lit. Nah, um, but no, I, I'm very happy with what we got. We definitely got a, a full um, uh, serving of, of 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 comedy. I mean, the, the SNL cast they, they, they were all very funny and they own uh, quirky ways. And then Dave was Dave. So. And you know else we forgot? Who we forgot? Lauren Hill. Oh, I, I thought she just wasn't going to show up or something. <laughs> Potentially. You know, it's funny. If you really want to, everyone out there listening, you want to go attend the show, you might be able to slide up in there. You might also be able to slide up in the salon show next Tuesday. Yeah. And, you know, I'm good on that. But if you'd like that. I mean, we'll probably start talking about it in a second. But I was kind of thinking, like, yo, it wouldn't be a crazy idea for me to want to go again. Right. It would not be, like, the wildest idea I've, ha- I've ever had. So. I don't know if I, if I, if I have a, a couple of dollars burning burning in my pocket in another in the next week or so, I might see if I could slide in another show. Um, because tickets are out there on secondary market for definitely. sure. Um, definitely for a little bit of a of a uh, upcharge, but for for a good number of shows, it's, it's not that dramatic. I would yeah, say. and if you're looking for like some of the less popular shows, like you know, I don't know if anyone's clamoring to see Most Deaf that badly. I mean, this is his first. Well, I don't know if this is his first, but this is probably one of his first, um, you know, big shows coming back from let, let him me, being exiled. Let me rephrase. I don't know if all the people that are willing to buy expensive tickets, oh, okay, <laughs> right, right, yeah, are clamoring to see Mo's death. So you might be able to, you know, buy them at a uh, you know flat rate or whatever. So yeah, it's a great experience. It definitely feels nice to be part of a review, like a. A show like, oh, you're gonna see the Chappelle show this night. You know, you know, when you have these fleeting one day things, it's kind of like you can miss it. But it definitely feels part of uh, Summer Seventeen, if I'd say. Yeah, uh, you know, I bought tour merch. Oh, merched out. Yeah, I went to Smorgasburg on Sunday. Oh yeah, flex on him. Ward, flex on him. Got comp- got got compliments. I was oh like, yeah, you gotta do yeah, it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you gotta you, you gotta do it for the for the culture. You have to, man. For the points. You have to, man. Like, like those real points, man. Like, like niggas really grew up on Dave. Seriously, in the end, he's always had something to say, and by golly, he had something to say this time too. And with that, I would say we grew up on Dave, but he definitely has grown up as a person. Yeah, for sure. Shift. I, yeah. Always, I always think about his his skit, the three days when he talked about himself growing up. <laughs> and I think he was thirty at the time, and he's like, "Yeah, when I was twenty four, I was eighteen. And it's like now, it's like, "Oh, you forty four? Like all the." changes and things and all the way the world has shifted a lot because a lot of the controversy with his stand-up and we saw this now with the, the specials in between was oh talking about transgenders dave is out of touch and all this kind of stuff so it's interesting to see him address it like out there for sure for sure for sure um it was just good to see him especially yeah. in person like that i actually went to he he actually did a couple dates at radio city i think like three years ago as well um, i went to see that um, this show is probably a little more memorable, especially because of the confluence of events and who I went with. Um, but uh, it's always always good to see. And um, he's he's been on the road and touring and stuff, even since he had left Chappelle show. Yeah. He went on a little bit of a sabbatical, obviously, but he he does, he'll, he'll show up he'll, at he'll do little shows. comedy spots. Yeah, he'll do shows for sure. Um, but it's not super prevalent like that. He's not, you know, going up to, Power 105 and spending an hour talking about a show trying to Caroline's you know, right yeah not he'll pop up at Caroline's or the cellar um, and as we've discussed we still haven't gotten around to it or at least I haven't I want to check that scene out because I always found comedy to be yeah. pretty interesting and you will see you know these pseudo um, for what it's worth like celebrities there and they pop up quite frequently you know people you see on TV people you are, you've heard of of all levels They'll pop up right there at Caroline's or at the cellar at, or um, the, uh, what's not Gotham, you know, like like just all those different comedy yeah. spots. So, uh, and that's nationwide too, but pr- predominantly in LA and, and New York. So, yeah, for the man. coastal elites. <laughs> coastal <coughs> elites. Uh, I'm sorry, people. Sorry. You know, I'm sure the local comedy scene is popping across the country. Um, but 
all that being said, DJ, mm-hmm. the show. The show. What moments did you find the most revealing or memorable or even just poignant? From Dave? From Dave or even all the other people out there performing. Well, SNL I mean, crew. You, you you came in with a strong ex. Well, you, you expected it, but you also were kind of uh, bracing against a lot of the content to be about Trump, right? Right. So... Uh, there was there definitely was there. Um, there was there were a lot of good takes on it, a lot of funny stuff. Um, so what? Who who did a lot? Che Che did a lot of Trump shit. Predominantly just well, did did Colin Jones talk about? No, nah, I think he he deliberately said that he doesn't know shit about like politics or something. Like he's like, yeah, they're expecting a lot of like politics stuff and yeah, yeah, about being drunk and shit. Yeah, he had that long piece about him being high and. Yeah, that that went on a little too long for me, but so he tried, he tried. yeah. Oh, um, on a side note, it was interesting what they did with the phones. Um, oh yeah, maybe listeners maybe want to know about that. So I mean, if you're going to see any shows coming up in the future, especially comedy shows, I don't know if any other shows will have the cachet or necessity to push this on people. Right, but yonder to at least put in a budget, that, yeah, to hire these people to do it. But yeah. Uh, I guess I don't. I want to call it some kind of. I, I haven't heard of it. It's I like guess a third you, party service. Yeah, that, but I'm just like, yeah. what? When would this service been used before? Or like, in fact, I, I don't guess know. for predominantly like those type of events, like yeah. Price Water has Cooper raffles and shit, like the <laughs> NBA uh, draft lottery. <laughs> put your phone away. Put it in <laughs> some random shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's it, basically there's a service because a lot of these you know stand up comedians. Primarily Dave and other more other comedians going at this point do not want their show being out. It, it hinders them performing their sets later going in the future. So they've hired this third party service to to provide a um, method for everyone to put their phones away, which doesn't involve them collecting phones, which you know puts people on edge. So they give you like this little pouch thing. You put yep. it in the pouch, take the pouch with you. It locks beyond a certain point. And when you return out of the, uh, I guess, theater zone, it will unlock and mm-hmm. your phone is free. Felt good to be back in, I don't know, 1998 for a <laughs> little bit, though, just free. Yeah, it's predominantly so people can't record. Um, and I know Dave has been pushing this for a little while, and it seemed to be effective. And people were definitely more engaged, or I felt like. Yeah. Yeah, I felt like people were probably more engaged, engaged because of it. But yeah, no, I just thought that was an interesting aside. Um, but what was the most memorable? It was really, like I said, that Trump thing, and especially because of the day, right? Yeah. So this is we went we went on Saturday, and this was um, we're recording this on Tuesday the fifteenth. That's today. The fifteenth, yes, payday, yes. yes. Oh, uh, interesting. <laughs> oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> not be a coastal elite. <laughs> of. Uh, of August, let's be clear, and twenty seventeen, twenty seventeen, AD or ACE, what they call it? like yeah, the secular time, common era, AD, CE, whatever. <laughs> um, nah, uh, the yeah, mind? Saturday mind. was fucking crazy, man. Saturday was crazy. Uh, you had like a white supremacist rally in in Charlottesville, North Carolina, on the UVA campus, yeah. around the Robert E. Lee statue. Mm-hmm. And we'll, we'll touch it on a little bit. Um, but uh, in short, the president was not quick to assuage any uh, f- fears or anger, nor denounce anything. No, uh, for quite some time. No, and that disappointed just about everyone, including what white people, Republicans. No, David Chappelle. Oh, specifically David Chappelle. Right, and that is the. The one through line that colored his entire set, right? Right. So he came out tight. Like, I think I forgot what he even said. He came out, he was well, like, I mean, he's been following Dave for a while. Yeah. And since his, I guess, cultural comeback, he was giving SNL a big shout out because he did host SNL right after the election. Literally, yeah, this, yeah. this Saturday after. Yeah. And then he got up there, you know, offered the little milk toast, sort of like, you know, give him a chance. We got a, Mr. President. We're gonna give you a chance, but you gotta give us one too. I remember him pointing. He's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, look at him being mildly positive. See how this goes." And it went poorly. 
doing poorly. Hasn't gone well. And, no. he, and you can tell that he was like reticent about everything that happened and sort of frustrated that, you know, now he looks like he ain't shit. Sometimes people forget him shit yeah, yeah, yeah. about it. So definitely was eating at him. So to have this event happen on the show, he, he felt the need to uh, comment. Right. And, you know, not to give the set away because I, I, I don't even. I don't know if that's the set. That, that's no, not us. at all. Exactly. Exactly. And I only really remember the, the, the set and, you know, large themes um, and maybe a couple couple quotes. But um, he it, it pretty much changed his, his entire set. Like that was that was pretty, pretty apparent. He went on in a very kind of stand up at the cello type of way, like just went up and riffed. Um, it looked like it was threaded together pretty well, so maybe he lined up his, his jokes before he went out right. there. But he definitely came out there with something specific to say, and it was all pertaining and coming from the events that happened that day. So it was so so for, so for us sitting there, or at least for me sitting there, I'm like, okay, I'm good, I'm enjoying this. I'm always happy to see Dave Chappelle live in person. So it's a blessing, um, but it's also like, damn, like he's talking about the shit that's happening exactly today. This is not crazy. This is not his actual set because he spent the majority of the time either talking about what happened on that day or reacting to how Trump didn't react on it about the day right? or just talking about Donald Trump period because I know that was a part of his set but there had to be other shit to this set. It was definitely pretty surreal to see this sort of live sort of reaction because <laughs> yeah. it just happened. I was tripping off of it and then to see him like yeah and like fuck him. Like, yeah, yeah, he's, like fuck him. <laughs> he's like yo if he can't Come out and denounce Nazis. Man, fuck Donald Trump. The crowd going crazy and shit. This was like right at the beginning and kept going, son. So it changed the entire set. Like, if you think about it, he did not know that this was going to happen, you know, the day before. Right. So his set, he probably did, you know, like a Friday show, right? The Friday show was not at all like what we saw in the Saturday show. So I kind of foreshadowed it a little earlier saying it would be a little interesting if I went to one of his later shows because I know that it's probably going to be different. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It's going to be some other... They'll, they'll have the same through line in, in a few of the large themes and definitely some of the Trump jokes, but a lot of that shit was topical at the moment. You know what I mean? So It's funny, so. like, the whole no phone thing. I'm trying to remember everything. and I, I don't remember like, a lot of it. Like, I remember that. I remember that being a big thing. Mm-hmm. I remember... I don't really remember the quote-unquote jokes about that it it was it was a lot of just Davisms of yeah. the you know like the whites and the <laughs> <laughs> like damn nigga like you know just yeah. like how he just how he just does his thing and um the, yeah I, I i would i would have to really wreck my mind you know it's like you commit it to memory but you can't really regurgitate it no, exactly so that that that's really what it was because at least through those parts of it there weren't really major jokes, right? They were just like shit he was saying. And then at the end, probably what, a good eight minutes of the last minute, I mean, of the of the end of his show was him telling a non-funny story. Yeah. Um, to tie up this whole uh, idea that Maybe Donald Trump is good for the country. Yeah, you know, you know, like burning, to, uh, yeah. like burning crops. <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you just turn to feel like that shit on fire. That's how you grow the next series of crops. Right. It, yeah. it was, it was, you know, his, his idea was to wake to wake up the country. Basically. Yeah, yeah, with a very grave and heavy story. That's for us. I'm not gonna tell. Yeah, he was like, <laughs> "Stay woke, niggas." <laughs> that was it. We were like, "All right, well, pretty much." Man. It was Dave. You know, probably you and I. He was kind of preaching to the choir, but I always find it interesting that there are a couple of black entertainers that really get through to, white you know, your, yeah, your prototypical white guy. And, you know, if, if that's what they need to, to Did you see any white get guys it? getting a good, like, oh, yeah. I mean, everybody was locked in. They couldn't pull up their yeah. fucking phone, so they better be paying attention, right? There was, yo, I don't know if you noticed, but I think they were just trying to beat the crowd, but there were a couple people that kind of got up. Right. Like, Five minutes before it was over, and they were like, it was like a white couple. I just looked at them like, it's like, well, but enough of that. Yeah. It's on both sides, so. Yeah. <laughs> Islands on both sides. Yeah. Many sides. Oh, man. Many sides. But it was great. It was a great experience, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm happy. I'm happy to have gone with uh, 
co-host here. Yeah, it's a great time, man. Great For time. Sure. Now, if I can be a little depressing. Hmm. What Dave was talking about was some shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's some shit that is continuing to fester and stink. It stinks. Stinks. Shit's gross. It's gross. Because the whole incident in Charlottesville, it, on so many levels, just the buildup through the incident, through the aftermath, it's just festering Trumpism, Nazi, white supremacy ball that, you know, we were waiting for it to hit the fan. And it feels like this is the moment where the whole Trump thing falls out of order. I think it's getting close to where polite society, you know, even the most uh, stringent and polite of white people have to be like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Tax cuts really ain't. Yeah. I don't know if it's enough. Like Nazis, tax cuts. Yeah, white supremacy, outwardly. This is the thing. Out. This word. (laughs) This is the thing. Right. So, at least coming from me, it wasn't supposed to be this overt and out there. It wasn't supposed to be like this. Um, Conservatives, quote unquote, as in, I don't know, angry white people. Um, conservatives, Fox News, the Republican Party, common place things, uh, preserving the heritage of the South, so on and so forth. They have fanned these flames of white resentment, um, white anger, um, uh, deservingness of American, like one type of person over another. Right. Immigrants, religion, like the you know, conflation Islam. of all these things with a certain patriotism right yeah with like you know I'm, you know with one one is better than the other type of thing and a lot of people have have absorbed that case in point donald j trump and a lot of these millennial kids have have built up a fucking ideology on on this stuff or right you know i've gone on different parts of the darkest parts of the internet on reddit and 4chan and all this shit and i read it man i read it hard because I, I like to keep track oh, yeah? of what the fuck are these white people doing? <laughs> and it's really, it's a weird space. Hold it, fill, hold it, fill me in in a second. Cause, cause, yeah, you, I'll hold it. Hold, hold it. So, you know, it's just been festering for a long time. And they have just held it at bay or kept it in the dark while trying to get their agenda passed while... When out of power, they, you know, complain and keep on fanning those flames. So eventually, okay, Donald Trump wins through, you know, a, a, a very unique set of events happening. Mm-hmm. So with him winning in this fashion and being the type of person he is, part of that same contingent that they've been fanning or at least a representation of it, of that anger, of that white resentment, of that racism, as of that xenophobia, these people now feel emboldened to just come out in public and just you know come form in mass and protest and rally and and make you know put on Nazi uniforms and shit around statues of Robbie E. Lee. This would not be happening if a different type of president were the president when Obama was the president. This was not the case. But they feel emboldened because Trump is a president. Trump acquiesces to them. Trump realizes that this is his base. They went out there and said, hail Trump and all that shit. You saw, the, you saw one of the prototypical outfits they were wearing, right? Which was the white polo khakis and the red hat. Yeah. They got that from the picture of Donald Trump. In, in the golf photo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, like, like literally He's seriously. the golf swing, he has the white polo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like literally seriously. So... And that's that whole internet thing. So I, so I want you to fill me in on because it is a lot of like weird irony and very, 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 very in in tongue and cheek type type jokes that that fester on the internet. But um, yeah, it just was never really supposed to be out in public. You know, like these people would have been fine with this contingent of people, you know, making noise, and you know, it's like no, no, they're just you yeah, know, you know. We denounce that. We yeah, yeah. This is this is not America. That's not what we conservatives, compassionate conservative, not 
KKK conservative. Yeah. So obviously it is, or obviously it's a piece of it. And Man. it's uh, out in public now. So Out in public. These people went to Charlottesville, Virginia to first protest the removal of a Robert E. Lee statue. Right. Well, the consideration to remove the Robert E. Lee statue. Well, they actually, I thought the impression that they were going to remove it and it was going to be purchased. Sold, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, okay, that's not, that's just, that's beyond the pale. Well, I mean, I was agreeing with you, but I'm just like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah it's being but, taken. But I'm just saying it's beyond the pale for these people that they felt like, oh, this is our hill we're going to stand on and we're going to go and protest this. Mm-hmm. Now, I watched, did you, have you seen Vice's thing on this? I haven't watched it yet. I know Vice is very good at editing. I know it's probably mad ominous. This shit is there's some there's some low strings in this shit. It's all <laughs> over it. Um, so it's 22 minutes. I don't know where they find this, this, this little girl to be this Vice reporter. She goes and follows <laughs> these white nationalists, their leader, something Cantrell. You know, Richard Spencer's there. This guy, he, she goes to his hotel room. He's like, yeah. So I have my AK. Got my other AK. I got my pistol in my back shirt, knife, shrugs, throws a knife on the, on the bed. And it's like, all right, so you're here preparing for what exactly as a quote-unquote protester, number one. Mm-hmm. So we're following this guy and his crew around. They're chanting. You know, they had their chants. Have you heard some of these chants? Jew will not replace us. Jew. Well, no, Jew, not, well, not it was Jews. It's, it's, it's not plural. Well, it's like it was, you, but it's But Jew. it was you. And then it was Jew. Jew. Yeah, will not replace us. Yeah, yeah. B- blood and soil. Blood and soil. Which is, that's a little inside baseball, but I, it's just like. It is a, it's a white supremacist thing. Yeah. From, from my, from but it's my just like, like they've earned this land. It's just like a weird thing that it's absurd. So blood and soil. Um, that's one. And it's just crazy to hear like these people marching and chanting and just like the rage in their face. A couple of uh, women in there. Just, just chanting, going through, and they're frustrated that oh, our protest isn't being accommodated. We have our free speech rights. It's like there, there is this weird obsession with rights in the sense that, of course, we all have our rights and we want to have our rights here in America. Mm-hmm. But there's this thing where if I am not accommodated at all times, my rights are being infringed upon. <laughs> And it's 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 the weird that is the heart of the entitlement that that where this rage comes from. Well, at least that allowed. Oh, no, I think I think that rage is from the the progress and and further equality of of vulnerable and minority groups. Right now, you're saying their ability to uh, express themselves or to push back against that sometimes is an infringement on their on their you know. Well, just, but just the fact that they feel that. Their, their rights, which may or may not be rights, but their idea of what their rights are mm-hmm. supersedes everything, and in a right. weird way, and it's just it's just funny to see that because in this video, it's like I said, filth before, <laughs> but like they have this guy going off the filth, the black criminals, and these Mexicans, and and you know it's just like oh my god, indoctrinated, We're indoctrinated. So this girl's following these people. She's there when the incident happens. They get the report. The people are saying, like, I saw this woman. She of of the of the car thing? Yeah. Okay, so let's hold that real quick. Okay, so very quickly. There was the Tiki Torch. Uh, oh, yeah. There was a Tiki Torch. Tiki uh, Torches. With the tags on presentation. Them, back. From Home Depot. Yeah, they, they, they're going to return them. <laughs> there was a Tiki Torch uh, uh, demonstration the night before around the, around the Robert E. Lee statue. It was tense, but not much happened. And I was in a text conversation with my with my uh, cousin, and he was like, "Yo, you seen this shit happening? Because shit like this does happen on occasion. The KKK had a rally there a couple months ago, but this was the largest demonstration in quite some time. It was maybe like a couple hundred, couple thousand video, people. From the video, yeah, they had counter protesters there, and then it's funny. One of the people said, "You know, you guys came a little late to the cops, whatever. They're gone or whatever, but they're gonna be back tomorrow. Please prepare to maybe break this up." Mm-hmm. And from there, it continued. Right. So, all that said, whatever, the, the night was tense, but it moved on. Um, the following day, they actually had the actual, well, they were intended to have the actual march, 
But I heard from an interview from the interview from the um, governor of the state, Terry McAuliffe of Virginia, that the protesters and the counter protesters were out much earlier than when you know when you have a demonstration, you have to register within like the municipality saying, "Oh, we're going to have a demonstration at X X from X town to Y time, so on and so forth." They were out in the street marching around and marching towards the the statue much before that. Oh, so they were like Juve. Yeah, so like people. <laughs> that's how Juve's gonna be this year. That's another combo. We gonna we gonna touch that because they supposed that's just supposed to start at six this year. They moved it forward. Good yeah. luck with that. I don't know. She might wind up like Charlottesville. Nah, let me stop. Um, yeah, so uh, you just threw me over that shit. <laughs> no. Um, long story short. The their actual protest and demonstration that was sanctioned never really gets off the ground because it immediately starts turning into chaos when they get there. There's fights happening, they completely cancel it. So then in generalities in the midst of the scuffle, um, the protesters encounter basically the white supremacists and the let's call them like Americans, normal like <laughs> everyone you know, else good people. They mildly start separate amongst themselves. And the Americans were kind of congregated in one area, and that's when this uh, car, Dodge Charger, just plows into the into the group, killing one woman, may I point out, a white woman, right, and injuring, you know, a couple dozen people. All right, so. She was crazy. She was crazy. But it was just weird to watch the inside of that because people... That happened, and they were still recording. They recorded the report is from that Friday night all mm-hmm. the way through the Sunday. So there was a guy you were talking to. He's like, "Yeah, I, I saw this woman get hit, and uh, she died." <laughs> like he was just <laughs> like, "I was." It was crazy. I was right there with her, and it, it's insane. There was a black dude who was like, "Yeah, I'm from Charlottesville." He was yelling and screaming because it's like we told them we don't want these people here. And now they're here, right? Yeah, because the majority of them were not from. They're there. from out of towners. People. There was a man here. Who's from Canada? We talk about the internet, right? <laughs> and it, and he, they ask him like, "Where are you, where are you from?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I came. I drove twelve hours from up north, up north, Canada. <laughs> Why did you come from up there?" That's the guy actually said Canadian. It was this funny white joke, and um, he's like, "Yeah, up in Canada, you know, you can't say anything. It's almost like saying things is, it's like illegal up there." <laughs> so I came, <laughs> and it's, it's just like, that is like the insidiousness of that. You know, someone's gonna live in his wife twelve hours and come down here just to be a part of this. To feel, like I mean, yeah, it's just like the the congregation of the of the misfits or the outcasts, you know, uh, and 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 in certain cases that that's warranted, but obviously this is the worst of that type of situ- situation. And then their organization is just it's just insane. I hope everyone watches like this video. Watch the Vice Report. They there's a guy, you know, he's calling like it's the police station, and he's like, we're trying to get to our people. Our people are behind, you know, these leftists, their lines, and we've got. 200 people with guns and weapons. So, you know, you let us through right now. We're going to come get them. It's just like. So this is where (laughs) the, 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 you know, First Amendment speech and right to demonstration, it gets a little strained. Indeed. Because they came there with support of militia groups, people that literally look like the military. The governor in the interview I, I had, I listened to said, in short, these militia people that came up were, had better Weapons and gear than his police had, like literally. AK, they got AKs and shit. Body armor, helmets, or the whole nine. They came with them. The the other other groups of people came with shields and helmets and pipes and bats and shit. So they came to battle. They came ready for war. They didn't come to peaceful protest. Yeah, it's not even to I even I, I I was trying to be like it doesn't even necessarily have to be peaceful, but it's not like they just came out there to make their voice heard and leave, right? They came out there physically imposing, saying saying what what, what they had on their bodies and in their hands that we are ready to fight. And from a lot of accounts, they were oftentimes the first to react. Um, no one got shot. I don't think a bullet was fired. So I guess that's a that's a blessing. Right. But there were a, a, there was a lot of fighting going on, right? Definitely. People, so people bleeding and shit. It was 
it was a mess. So when so when you come out there like that, I want I wonder. I guess this is this is like a legal case study, or this is just a a judgment call by the municipality that has to give these, um, you know, uh, permits to to have demonstrations or what have you. It's like okay, you can't come with guns. You can't. Well, like my Second Amendment right. At least make that the, the least bit, or at least you cannot come strapped to the fucking T. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm not in really in a position to, to, to decide. But I look, that just seems off to me. That just seems. I mean, off. It, it, regardless of the the legal ramifications of it, I'd imagine it would not be best. <laughs> it wouldn't be best. And also, where does hate speech come in? Because from my understanding, mm-hmm. you have the right to free speech except for hate speech. So could you not? Construe what they've said. You know, Jew will not replace us, and hail Trump, and all of this type of shit is hate speech. The 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 leader, uh, he had got peppers mace at one point, and he's pouring milk over his eyes, and they're like, "It's all right, brother. Hail hail Cantrell, hail Cantrell." And they're oh, like, just like, "Oh my god!" I think these dudes, it's like, it's like a fucking video game it's or something. The internet is a dark. Yeah can can you can you expound on that just a little bit? Place, man. I, like specifically, uh, like the Reddit forums and the, yeah, and the dark yeah, like reaches of there. I don't go in the dark reaches of Reddit because I, I I'm not. scared. Yeah, you you might scared. not come back. I might not come back. You might not come back. But it's funny how something something's very meta internet <laughs> inside memes and things like that. It it just harbors a place for like white dudes. It almost feels like a sociological experiment. Being black on Reddit and watching <laughs> what they do so much so that I like I post on a forum one time, and then someone I knew in real life, mm-hmm. just because there's so few black people on here, it's like yo IRL dog I I IRL. There's a lot of these things that I I don't know what the fuck they mean. These short short hands in real life. I know, but oh. there's a lot of short hands. I'm like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> He's like, yo, is that you, Brad? I was like, it's me. What's going? I was like, yeah, you know, it's like eight black people out here, you know. <laughs> It's funny, but it seeps into everything. You'll be just on work because I'm myself on the NBA forum. I was about to say, you're probably NBA forum. NBA forum, and it's just like, yeah, you know, LeBron wore that hoodie and to represent Trayvon Martin, blah, blah, blah. And somebody's like, yeah, I mean, he shouldn't have did that, but because, you know, politics. And you're like, oh, fuck this. <laughs> Where's that coming from? <laughs> or just the, the daily just news things like and this rise of Trump and of course if you're not aware of that he has his his home base on the internet my, minus these places like Breitbart and Stormfront and obviously racist mm. there is but on Reddit he has his own page of the Donald the Donald yeah, where people everybody. call him. You know, their daddy and their emperor and all this shit. Right, and it's just like a weird, <laughs> weird like you said, ironic very meta. It's the, it's the meta, meta memes. And just just, just to, I guess, troll the rest of society, there's, there's that portion of it. And there's also this weird, going back to entitlement, this idea that, oh, yeah, like all of our, all of our feelings about these things are, are being validated. Trump is winning. Our daddy is winning. The emperor is winning, and you guys are all mad at us because we're white men in society and peace. Like all these things are like they're conflating in these people. Mm-hmm. The rise of political correctness. This this feeling of equality is making them lesser. All these things, when in reality, it's it's not that way. But they're feeding on each other and going going in to different areas of their lives and bring it out. So a lot of these people don't real, like realize their families and things like that. Like the mother who said, oh, my son, I knew he was into that right. Trump stuff, but yeah. I didn't know. It's deeper than that Trump stuff. And that's sort of the biggest issue with this whole argument and with Trump's response is that people go, you know, conservatives, like that's not, and that's, that's maybe the second level on Reddit. There's these the Donald people. Then there's these people that say, you know, my family's conservative. There's one of the rate, most racist counties ever, but we would never support. <laughs> <laughs> There's it, it, these levels of, I guess, burgeoning uh, white supremacist nationalist stuff. You can sort of see it bubbling in little places here and there. So these people, their families and things like that, they don't know what they're doing on the internet. It may just seem like an NBA forum. It may just seem like that, but it's always something. 
it's there and it's creepy. Yeah, no, I, it's definitely there and it's prevalent in, in a large group of people. You know, the numbers aren't overwhelming. You know, I, I don't want to diminish all that happened, but it, it was a couple, you know, uh, thousand people, a couple hundred people. Yeah, maybe like a thousand or so. Right. So, I mean, there were like hundreds, of, there, there were like millions of people out for the Women's March. So, you know, so you know whose side you're on. But there's These, also this ideology of like violence with that side. Right. Yeah. The, the violence side. So the, the, so the point is, and what you're probably speaking to is, we have to mobilize and denounce this shit and take this shit out as soon as it pops up. Because this is a this is a very straightforward ideology of just white supremacy, right? Like it's the white way, and that's it. But that's not how the world works. Like these rhetorical things. This is why it, it resonates more in conservative circles and Republicans are con- like like socially conservative circles because there's no reasonable appeal to this. Like they can't really have a a, a very in depth conversation about a lot of this shit because it doesn't really stack up. So then they get upset when right. people get upset about having such a terrible or retrograde opinion. And then that's when they say, oh, well, I'm just trying to, uh, you know, express myself or express my, my own First Amendment rights. But sometimes you don't have the right arena to say that in. That's why the homie from Google got fired. Like, that that was a straightforward thing as well. TJ, so I decided to go on the Donald page on Reddit. Damn, you shouldn't peruse did that. it. Number one, <laughs> do, you, do you, and we're talking about arguments about sides and things like that, and they get upset about what is supposedly their right argument being presented to them, and it frustrates them to a point where they just lash out. Do you know what Antifa is? Yeah, anti-fascist. But do you know, like, about it, like... I mean, it's like a, a lot of these things, the forefronts of them are on the internet, and I'm not on the internet nearly as much as most of these people, but not, Nazism, it, the National Socialist Party was fascist. Right. And I guess neo-Nazis are fascists, so the countervailing group are the anti-fascists, Antifa. They, That's all I know. This is like the boogeyman for <laughs> all this alt-right Trump. Yeah, thing. or I guess the point, according to Trump today, like the alt-left. I, that, <laughs> like, I think he just made this up and now they're going to run with that. But, they are. You know, like this Antifa, I guess, thing, boogeyman wouldn't exist if there weren't this it's burgeoning... Like anti-fascist, right? Yeah. And just the fact that they give them this name, anti, like, it's just like, oh, they're they're bad. They're fighting against fascism. It's good to label things. Yeah. But it's just funny how it's like, oh, they're fighting against your your fascism yeah, like i it's in germany son you know in germany is literally illegal to wear any nazi iconography to talk about them um in any positive light to bring like it someone got beat up over there that, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah my my girl told me yesterday that an american guy i don't know what he was lit off of but started going on he got beat up and got sent to jail for going on, like starting going off about some Nazi shit, you know, and they have normal First Amendment rights, um, in mo- like in generalities, except when it comes to that. Like we ain't fucking with no Nazi shit, and you know, I'm not in a position. I'm not German, so I'm not in a, in a position to. Although I do know the historical context, obviously, I'm not in a position to say whether that's right or wrong when it comes to First Amendment rights. Blah blah blah. That's a little bit more of an intellectual conversation, right? But you know, here, obviously we don't have that, but it's just weird that the U.S. was the deciding factor in winning World War II, right? In the European mm-hmm. theater and in the Pacific theater. So they spent the majority, of, they spent all that time killing fascist well, it, Italians and Germans, predominantly Germans. <laughs> so why? Like, this, this shit is so crazy that this shit would really pop up in the U.S. and people would get behind something that is distinctly un-American and that American lives were taken by uh, fascist Nazi Germans. Well, the thing is that it's mostly a cult personality, if anything. I'm just looking at this page, perusing it, and the main photo is a photo of Trump in uh, Roman-era armor with a lion. (laughs) 
<laughs> and of course, Pepe the Frog is all over this thing. So it's just the logic involved in what a Nazi means to the world and what it means to white men, that logic is there. Yeah, yeah, so. But the internal logic of what that means for their, you know, actual beliefs, I mean, I, I'd imagine it's secondary for them. And it's it's messed up. Right. So what do we do as a people? Well, we do, what we don't do. I was about to say what we do and what did the president do? Is that what you, well, what, you, got, what, you what, got it. You got it. I okay. was making sure that segue happened. What, you got it. What do we do? You know, I've already seen. Oh, but because I have been at least um, uh, pleasantly surprised by the strong response by uh, like the normal like contemporary media and all different type of people from all different walks of life pushing back very hard against a fucking white supremacist rally. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I really think. Uh, the Nazis really push it over the top. Niggas was like, Nazis? <laughs> nah, we can't, we can't even, we gotta say something about this. Yeah. I think that's really what it was. So, uh, you know, th- there's a strong push now to literally use social media to find each and every person that you had their picture that, right? taken. Yeah. yeah. And these people are being fired from their jobs or there's somebody families I've seen in certain cases or found later because. It, there's no room in polite society for this. Like, think about it. They found some guy. He's a he's on the staff at University of Arkansas. Did you see this dude? No. He's a, he's like a PhD candidate. He's a he's like a teacher or something like that. I think I heard of this vaguely, but yeah. Um, I don't know where, where his story is going thus far, but this is a strong. <laughs> I'm saying it's like as blandly as possible. This is a major HR concern. Yeah. I mean, like like Bob Bob from from accounting across the hall is fucking, waving a tiki torch last weekend. It's, it's a Nazi. <laughs> I feel safe, nigga. Like the, like, come on, dog. Y'all gotta either nah, not even move him. Y'all gotta fire this nigga, or I'm leaving and I'm sending out a chain letter telling everybody to leave as well. Unless, and or it shows that you are supporting Nazis. You don't be giving Nazis any money, white supremacists right. any money. Do not bolster their pockets and. There's been a slow build to, to that happening, so that's a, that's a pleasant surprise. I'm trying to find some of these people. One of those names. One I think of those, the, the Twitter profile was called "Yes, You're Racist." Well, yeah, I, oh, I, I'm yeah. looking at that right yeah. now. But someone's been fired from Top Dog, a hot dog restaurant in Berkeley, California. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, racist hot dogs! Can't have the hot dogs being racist, man. Yo, okay. Before we get to before we get to yeah. your president, it, it brought back. The there's a brilliant uh, I think it's either a piece or a, I think it's a painting called the banality of evil. You know about it? I feel like I vaguely heard it's it. It's a it's a Nazi soldier. It's a Nazi soldier sitting down on a bench in front of a beautiful natural landscape. Right. Basically, like these are kind of normal people. So to think like all these motherfuckers, they not, not very many of them looked particularly. Menacing or scary or just inside, you know. So it's like, damn. And then when you look at their profiles or you hear about them, like, damn, these are like normal ass white dudes. And just oh well, you see their profiles; they reveal a little bit to you. They always just oh well, yeah, maybe on their <laughs> Facebook pages and whatnot. But, but it's yeah, like, it's like, just, just a person. Yeah, like y'all, you know, they're not. They didn't grow up, you know. I don't know. Part of the young Hitler Youth group or something like that. Like a lot of people we, grew up like that. We talk about Nazis, right? We we, we allude to them and everything like that. You know. That there's a movie about this, I forget the name of it, but like one of the biggest things about this whole shit and about capturing the, the main leaders of the Nazis was that a lot of these people started fucking reintegrating back into society in like the 50s and 60s. So, in Munich? No, not, I mean, it might have happened Munich in Munich. Was, that might have happened in Munich, but uh, it's a more recent oh, movie. Okay. And it was just about this young lawyer trying to like find these people that are just like the school teacher. He's like fucking Nazis, murdered people all the time. Oh, a lawyer? Yeah, oh, it's, it, it's hot. I gotta tell you, nah, about Munich is, is is one of Spielberg's yeah. best, most recent films. You seen I, I, it? I've, I've heard it's fire. Of it. I've heard it's fire. It's as well. about um, I think was it? I think I forgot what what country the people were from, but oh, was it was it Germans? Damn, well, I think it, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was from it was about. Israeli like spies on a counter mission to kill 
terrorists, I think, that reintegrated back into society. I don't think they were Nazis. Nah. I might be conflating some. All right, let's move on. <laughs> it's a good movie, though. I, I mean, yeah, I'm trying to find another movie. It's something from a few years ago, but there was just this idea that he was trying to find these people that were just in society. Just He was like, the school teacher was like the main guy. He was taking yeah. the kid to the school, and then it's like, this, this dude is a, a, a Nazi. A lot of them moved to what, South America, right? Like Argentina and yeah. shit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, just we chilling. see you. We see you out there. Exactly. Buenos Aires. So you're talking about these people just in everyday life, and it's not, it just can't call them out. Yes, you're racist. Hashtag thank you. Let me find out. Exactly. I have a very deep seated uh, anger. I'm ready to punch a Nazi. I'm not gonna lie. It'd be lit, yo. I'm about to fuck his. <laughs> what would they say? The article would be, would be mad positive. <laughs> It'd be like, you know, Derek Williams, a young man, Brooklynite, punched a Nazi today. <laughs> he received the warden. <laughs> he received the key to the borough. <laughs> and then it's funny. It's like you know. It's been talked about that there's going to be nine other rallies pertaining to this Google firing and all this stuff in the statues. And Trump is here. He's in New York. I don't know how much long he's going to be here. Nah, but I need to go. Don't let no shit pop off. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like any moment, any moment, I was walking around Midtown today and it felt very secure. <laughs> so I wouldn't imagine that anything to that capacity could happen in any place like this. But yeah, people are feeling it. And it's not just them. Like it's not just that side of the coin. Like it's it's definitely tensions are rising. Yeah, I mean most of the punching videos I've seen are from oh, white right. on white crime. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> white yes, and yes, and yes, and yes. And it's funny. One of the biggest things it's always it's always talked about, especially on um these alt right areas stuff like that. It's like oh, everyone's always attacking me for being white. What about me being white? It's just like nine times out of ten. What I've always seen and why it's not about people being white. It's about you people being white and what you're doing is it's white is other white people being mad <laughs> and angry <laughs> and out here protesting, out here freaking losing their lives for this. So it's always a little humorous when they they chalk it up as the, like, you know, them against, I don't know, those darn minorities and things like that. It's just they won't accept their part on the fringe. Oh. Maybe the president can pick up the slack. Yeah, on both sides. On both sides. <laughs> Many sides. <laughs> Many sides. <laughs> Many, I mean, we're, we did 57 minutes, DJ. We that was a strong 57. We didn't, I don't think we shit on Trump quite enough for this. I'm about to dro- I have to drop trial. I have to drop trial. You, you, would, think you, you would think the president of the country would... Um, I think I already mentioned it, but, you know, assuage everyone's fears, you know, try to bring everyone together, but also speak with strong specificity and with with strong understanding of the history of this country. Um, and, like, where all this shit stands and, like, what, what he represents or, like, what that position represents and what particularly happened, you know? Yeah. Just a lot. We were trying to watch a bit of the press conference, and it just his need to, you know, cover himself. Oh, yeah, you know, I said this, and it's just like... He wanted to get the facts straight. Yeah, something. the facts. So so to be clear, um, Trump gave a very blasé, non-committal statement on Saturday. Sandwiched in between economic numbers. Yeah, like, yeah. He did, he's done, he did that literally all three times that they've made statements. So I think on... What was that? Saturday. Saturday, he made a st- he made an actual statement that, on Saturday. That was the first, yeah, the on many sides one. Yeah, that was later in the evening. Then Sunday, they had literally this is this is something that doesn't happen. The White House put out a statement that kind of clarified it a little bit. Still didn't name white supremacy or Nazis or white nationalism, but it was accredited to no one. It was like <laughs> the White House. <laughs> yeah, literally. Not from any secretary, specifically not from the president. Okay. Yesterday, Trump does a brief public uh, statement, specifically denouncing you know these these things that people have been badgering him to denounce. Right from his side. All right. Reports say nationalism. Right. So (laughs) yeah, it's like yeah, yeah. So apparently, reports saying that people from like the people closest to him inside of his cabinet were telling like, yo. You need to say something about this. this is going to derail your entire agenda. He does it re- begrudgingly. 
you know, it, it was already people would have been all right with it. Loki, it would have moved on. We would, you know, people's feelings would have been hurt, but it was like, all right, I guess he said it. It's bullshit at the end of the day, but you know, at least they got him to say it. Apparently not. So <laughs> he comes back today, and I was in a meeting, son. I was I was in a meeting. I just voluntarily decided after uh, talking about this infrastructure uh, executive uh, order that he put out to take questions from the press. And the press was rabid. We saw that video. They were like, "Nigga, what the fuck?" <laughs> they didn't give a fuck. They didn't give a damn about this infrastructure thing. No, nor does anyone else. And really asking about the whole weekend. And he just goes off the rails and goes back to equivocating both sides, saying that there were fine people on both sides. <laughs> yeah, there were fine people that were there trying to preserve the, the Robert E. Lee statue of uh, the man who led the Confederate Army, the losing force that was fighting to preserve slavery right. throughout the rest of the South. It was important to, to, to their heritage. It's very important. It wasn't a good look. Um, At all. CEOs are dropping. CEOs dropping on fly. Yeah. Shout, shout to... Merck CEO, black man. Black oh no! Man. The, the first one to drop out his little bullshit advisory <laughs> council. Uh, yeah, Kenneth Frazier. Um, a few more are dropping. Under Armour, Intel. Yeah. Um, At least AFL, five. CIO. Yeah. Guy just left. That's the labor board. Um, Stock shooting up too, which is like. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I would guess more people would drop out, but it's it's so weird. People's um, integrity has just been so compromised. I feel like they don't really know what to do. I think the best thing to do now for all people is really just to do the right thing. If you got, like, not considering your bottom line or anything, but, like, if you really feel like this is not right, then get out while you can. I recommend for everybody else to do so. Because every day that passes, there's more damage being done. Like, how do you explain this? To, like, how would we, how would you explain, you already know what was happening. How do you explain this to, like, somebody that doesn't know what's going on? Like someone naive, or a foreigner, or that's it one is. of the biggest like, things I've. I, like, yeah, you know the president. Um, a lot of his base are white supremacists. And you know, we, we got to keep them happy too. Throw him yeah, a ball. Yeah, throw him a ball. He didn't want to, you know, anger them. The blacks are here. Let's just Mexicans fuck them. <laughs> blacks are here. Can't do anything about that. Mexicans, yeah. All right. So that was a bad look. Today was not a good day in the country. And it hasn't been a good quite some time. Two hundred and eight days or whatever it is. It hasn't been. It's only been half a year. <laughs> I got this pool, yo. It's looking up. My, my eyes are looking up. I said he'd be impeached by I think I said October twenty fourth. I mean I don't think it's gonna happen by then. That that would be very fast, but Gal polls are low. <laughs> faith faith is compromised. Faith is compromised. And at the end of the day, you know, people talk about this about how they say bin Laden won with nine eleven. Mm-hmm. Putin won. For what is worth, yeah. <laughs> like for what is worth, it's a mess, and uh, at this, at, at sucks now. Now you know this national, this this you know race racial shit is at the forefront right now. This ha- this hasn't been at the forefront for the past couple months, right? Like this hasn't really been the, the central issue. Has been yeah, we haven't talked about. When's the last time we talked about Trump? It's been a while. Well, not when it. We nah, he's always in a convo, but it hasn't been in relation to any racial type of stuff. Yeah, just it was Russia, transgender whatever. army. The crazy oh yeah, I shit. forgot about that. It's him firing <laughs> James mind. Comey. It's Reset. Russia. It's healthcare failing. You know, people people okay with that, but this is like a very core thing that's very sensitive, and even you know mainstream conservative people have to be a little sensitive to that. And for him to basically acquiesce or not. Or refuse to to denounce white nationalists and Nazis. Mm. Doesn't feel good. Doesn't feel good at all. I think that's it, DJ. <laughs> I'm spent, man. I gotta watch the rest of this video and and, and fume. Cry. Uh, no, I mean I'm about to join Antifa. We gotta. <laughs> I said it in jest. Don't put me on a list. You know they're trying to get a, a list of all these people that looked up this Trump site, this anti-Trump site. DOJ is trying to uh, get people off these servers. It's just like it's ridiculousness, man. Um, but yeah, stay strong, people. Stay strong in the fight because hopefully someone in the uh, political realm will grow a pair and hopefully bring this saga to an end. One pair at a time. One pair at a time. Marco Rubio, that means you first. I doubt it. I doubt it too.
him. Like, I don't, I don't know what they're doing. I, I think they're just holding off a dear life. They're just like, we in it now. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. But yeah. 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 Been, been another good week. Another good podcast. In spite of all the chaos and ridiculousness. But we will always be here to talk shit. Talk shit. Bring a little positivity and fun to you a week. So check us out. Twitter, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes podcast app. Also, we're on Brick. Um, Brick Radio. We appreciate you guys listening every week. And and what's the thing called? At yes, you're racist. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. If you you know you see anybody, see something, say something. <laughs> <laughs> Shout them out. I was yeah. gonna yeah. I was giving two directives. One, uh, where did Chappelle stay woke? Two, punch a Nazi. Punch a Nazi. So, if you could follow those, have a great week, and we'll catch y'all next week. Two.